Welcome back to the Policy Viz Podcast. I'm your host, John Schwabish. This episode marks the final episode of season nine of the show. Yes, nine years of doing this podcast. I know everyone has a podcast now, but when I started this show nine years ago, I didn't really think I'd be doing it for this long, but I'm excited to have so many great guests join me on the show. And this week is no different. I'm so excited to be joined by my friend, Nigel Holmes. Nigel has a new great book out, Joyful Infographics, if you want a really actually joyful introduction and discussion of data visualization. I can't recommend this book highly enough. There are so many little great treats, little Easter eggs in the book, which Nigel and I talk about in this conversation. I think you're just gonna really love this book. I think if you are someone who's been working with data and creating visualizations, this book will help you move to the next level to think about how to engage your audience and how to bring that joy into your content. So Nigel and I talk about his writing process. We talk about different aspects of the book. We talk about how he designs the books, lots of different things for us to discuss. And so I hope you'll enjoy this season finale of the Policy of His podcast with Nigel Holmes. And here is our conversation. Hey, Nigel, great to see you wearing blue as always. <laughs> Hi, John. <laughs> Both got our blue on today. We're all, yes. we're, we're good to go. We're settled in. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, yeah. Great to see you. It's been since before the pandemic, maybe. I mean, yeah. we talked since then. I we As I recall, I think early on in the pandemic, you did one of the, um, I was doing like that little video series yes. at Urban, yes. right? So that might have right. been the last time we sat down and chatted. So, yes. Yeah. Um, well, uh -huh. great to see you. New yep. book out. Joyful Infographics. I've got it right here. Folks right. listening can't see this, but uh, I've got the, it's the yellow blue cover with, I've got my yellow post-it notes on, on the side here. Um, <laughs> right. uh, there's some great pieces uh, in here and I want to try to get to as much as we can. Um, and I wanted to start just with joy because mm -hmm. it's about joy. Yep. As far as I know, you're a pretty joyful guy. So yep. I want to just get a sense from you of, of how you approach your work through this sense of joy and how you bring that into your work and, and, and kind of maybe even what inspires you to, to yeah. bring that joyful approach into your work. Yeah, well, the word joy actually was Alberto Cairo, he's the editor, it was his title was Joyful Infographics, mm. which I loved. Uh, I mean, I just, I guess I am uh, optimistic and happy and I love working, you know, and mm -hmm. when I... When I, I get excited when somebody calls and says, would you do this? And I'll say yes before, <laughs> before they've said what it is. Because <laughs> some subjects some subjects are not so joyful. And, mm. uh, and that's actually something that we may, maybe should talk about yeah. in, in a little bit. Because I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to make people tell jokes with data or anything like that. It's, it's an approach more than anything. And I, I think it shows in the work. I think I can look at somebody's work, somebody else's work, mm -hmm. and say, they enjoy doing this. Mm. I mean, so it's enjoy as well as joy. I just mm -hmm. thought of that. Isn't that clever? <laughs> uh, and um, the, I don't know, I just, I want people to feel happy. I want them to be happy when they're doing the work. And I do understand that it's not always possible. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I'm not trying to be dogmatic here, but you can you can still be joyful and happy 
even with difficult subjects. Mm-hmm. And the and the the way to that is to try to be friendly to the reader or the user or, or who you know somebody who's looking on the web or somebody who is reading a, a, a page. I'm actually very much rooted in the in the static page and in static websites, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's just because that's the way I grew up and I haven't really changed very much. Uh, but, uh, I mean, magazines have been in my life all, all, my, all my life from right. schools on. And I always tried to have a, a sense of humor, which comes, I think, from a lot of English influences, some mm-hmm. of which are, are are in the book, and and some of some of them are just silly things like Edward Lear and mm-hmm. and uh, Monty Python and things like that, and I do I understand that that's not a particularly good um, example to use when you're trying to tell people the truth about data, mm-hmm. but but you can have silly everybody has silly thoughts right right, and I think the thing is to kind of train them into what part of this is silly enough that I can use it or is not so silly that I or, – or is too silly so I should get rid of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, I'm, ra- I'm rambling. No, so, so, how do you, so how do you think about those more serious topics? I mean we could take – we could take, uh, I don't know, relativist poverty rates as an example, right? So, so how do you approach a, a story on poverty – through a joyful lens while giving it the seriousness that it deserves? Well, I think my approach is, is twofold. Mm-hmm. One is if I can find a way to use humor, mm-hmm. then I will. Right. But if it's completely inappropriate, then the second approach is I want to make it as understandable, as friendly, as approachable, yeah. as unlike homework as possible right. so that things are clear it's clarity it's it's explanation it's something that people can look at and say oh now i see it right. and so it's a smile of recognition more mm-hmm. than of oh ha ha that's funny right, right. It, yeah, it's, that's- it's 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 joy and understanding rather than joy of, of yeah. laughter right yeah right right right, right. right. But right. but there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with no. laughter, right? Uh, and 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 also some seemingly serious subjects like uh, I don't know. I I I I've been fairly rude to uh, politicians in the past, and <laughs> and and time at, at when I was at time. Yeah. And um, the editors liked it, but the the representatives of the of the politicians didn't didn't like it at all, right. and and uh, I did some pretty silly drawings of George Bush and of Reagan mm-hmm. and of Carter actually. So you you can tell yeah. how old I am here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know any other president, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean the thing is they did some things that should have been brought to the reader's attention mm-hmm. and if it was a budget that wasn't good or it was something that they they said that was wrong or or they were out of touch i'm going to point that out mm-hmm. and of course that brought a hailstone down on me as well or a yeah. hail of stones or, or however you said um from people who said no if you're an information designer you shouldn't 
you shouldn't mess about like that. Right. And um, my comeback was, hey, you don't know my audience. Mm. My audience at that time, general purpose, reading a magazine, a weekly magazine that they were going to throw away. This was not going into the archive. Well, it went into my archive. Right, but, right. Yeah. but I mean, this is a comment and I saw nothing wrong with making comments, mm -hmm. uh, and I still don't. I think we should tell the truth, mm -hmm. but I'm on the fence about both sidesism. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well I, so, I, so I wonder then, there is kind of a, uh, an axis or a spectrum here of going from pure opinion to objective fact. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's not the right spectrum to think of, but yep. but I think a lot of people are making arguments with their data. Yeah, and maybe a lot of people get stuck in the trap of let's try to be as objective as possible. Yes, even though we're trying to make an argument. And yes. do you think people sort of mix those two or confuse those pieces? Yes. Yeah, absolutely, they do, and. I can make that clear. And in a sense, I think it's dishonest if you don't make it clear. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you just say, well, this is going to sound rude. But if you, if, you, if you say to a reader, I trust you to understand what I'm saying in this data, and it's really bad, mm -hmm. none of that is spoken. Right. You just give them it. A lot of people won't get that. Mm-hmm. But others will, and they'll say, wait a minute, th that's also bad because right. you haven't pointed out the salient parts of the data. Mm -hmm. And I really think we should do that. I think there should be more kind of labels that say, wow, look at this bit. Right. Uh, here's, here's a line that goes up or like this goes up. Yep, <laughs> and and it goes up and then suddenly goes down. What? Well, what? Wait a minute! What happened here? Why? Right. Why don't we say something? Right. And kind of mess with the purity of the data mm -hmm. by helping people to understand it. Yeah. And I think that's a friendly thing to do. I think that's a joyful thing to do. And when you when you talk about and think about your audience, we can go back to to yeah. time. Um, when you were when you were at time did you or did folks there talk to readers like how did you how did you yeah. figure out that audience like that they are you know they're picking up the magazine they read it kind of quickly and then they move on to the next magazine right. like so so how did so i think cuz i think this is a problem a lot of people have which is they want to think about their audience but they don't know exactly who their audience is yes. they don't know how to get that Yep. feedback. So what was yep. your approach in early on and even today? Well, early on was easy. They wrote letters. They yeah. wrote tons of letters oh, and yeah. they loved what I was doing mm. so that I was able to stand up in front of, I'm going to call him Mr. Tufty because I don't know whether he is a professor anymore, but, and say, Hey, you know, you get the wrong idea about me. Right. Um, I know who I'm talking to and they love it. Mm -hmm. Now, he could easily have come back if he'd bothered to and say, but they shouldn't love it, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, you know, because uh, it's not pure. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't well, know why. Pure, pure, from, pure, from, pure from his perspective. Yes, yes. Right? From his yeah, perspective yeah. that is built on, on his opinion. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 And 
I mean, I think I got his books. I got all his books. They're mm-hmm. beautifully produced. They're, right. they're, they're little works of art. Yeah. And, the, the, and they have a lot of good stuff in it and, and a lot of the things I actually agree with. Mm-hmm. And I, I, was at a, I was at a thing for the Cooper Hewitt about maps. They did mm-hmm. a whole exhibition about maps. And his wife, Dorothea, was there, and she teaches drawing, and she was on the same panel as I was. And and I got on really well with her, and I thought, ah, at last, she's going to go home and say, hey, Eddie, uh, what? This guy's okay. (laughs) And uh, I never heard anything. No, no. No. I do like the idea of of her calling him Eddie, though. (laughs) That that, that brings me joy right there, just to have that. that. Yeah. so I want to talk about the production of your book in a yes. moment, but I want to read a section here, a sentence yeah. that you wrote, because mm-hmm. I think there are many amazing nuggets in this book. But but this one, as I thought about prepping for, for our conversation, I thought this one is useful for a lot of people. So early on in the book, you say, as long as designers don't overload infographics with so much extraneous stuff that the meaning of the story is obscured. We shouldn't be afraid to add a feeling of approachability and humanity, even humor where appropriate, to our graphic toolboxes, which is something you've, you've already talked about uh, here. Yep. But I, I want to know, how would you <clears throat> recommend someone who is an information designer think about that, that sweet spot between stuff and yep. too much stuff? Yeah. Well, uh, first, a mea culpa. I mean, academic people could have chosen much worse examples than the ones that you see all over the place that I did, uh, where I, as I rose up through time, I became the person who was in charge of saying whether or not it should be printed, you know, and I gave myself too much uh, liberty. Mm. Uh, And there are some really overloaded uh, graphics that, that I did that I'm ashamed of, which actually are in the book. Uh, which I've got to put a big cross through. Uh, okay, so how would I advise somebody is is two things to think about. What the subject is and who the audience is. Now, that sounds very, and we've talked about audience, and it's difficult to know who the audience is. But if you don't know, mm-hmm. I think you have to say, I'm making it for this audience. Mm. You're doing it yourself. And... And have I made enough of a graphic point with, let's say, the illustrations or whatever, photographs or Mm -hmm. the visual stuff that is not the data? Mm -hmm. Have I made enough of a point of that without obscuring the data? And I always say that if I get the smile or the recognition from the image that people see and and don't immediately, somebody doesn't immediately say, oh, that looks interesting. Now what's the data? If they mm-hmm. don't say that, then it's it's a failure. Mm. It's too overloaded. It's, oh, God, I can't get through this. This is, the guy's just, you know, right showing off, which I did. I mean, mm. I trained as an illustrator. I have no knowledge of statistics or anything like that. Right. Which I think is a good thing, because yeah. it may it keeps you ordinary. It keeps you like the readers. So, so think who is reading this. If it's an academic paper you're doing, you're not going to mess about at all. And mm. I wouldn't. And I've done stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if the subject is about death or AIDS, or well, 
you see that ages me now straight away. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, or some sort of infirmity. I would never, I would never touch anything that was that got in the way of the of the information. Mm-hmm. I, I'd make it straightforward. But I would, I would come back and say, but I wouldn't just put every. F- thing in say oh i haven't got a space for an illustration here so i'd better put every data point in right no i would still make it clear and if the line went up like this Mm -hmm. gradually up i might say i'm taking this point and this point and making a straight line Mm -hmm. because there's not enough difference in the ups and downs of the line. I'm talking about a line graph here, but it could be bar chart or anything. There's not enough difference for the audience that I've decided it is for, which is, in my case, the general reading public with who just wants to look at the information, get it and move on. Mm -hmm. Then that's it. (laughs) I mean, you know, uh, so what's the subject? How far can you go with it? And then who's actually reading it? Who is mm-hmm. going to look at this? So there's the the stuff that you've mentioned that's sort of the, the that has too much in it. Yes. And then there's the all the way to the other side, which yes. is take that line chart. It's yes. just a line and it doesn't even tell you what the graph is about, it just describes <coughs> the data, right? Yes. It says, you yes. know, worldwide deaths nineteen fifty to twenty twenty three. And that and right. that's it. Right. So in the middle somewhere there is some thing that helps draw people into that graphic. And so how do you think about, maybe it's not death, maybe it's not, you know, super serious topic, but, you know, it's how do you sort of balance the, I want to add something here that engages people. I don't want to make it look cartoony. I don't want to make make it look clip-arty, but I want to do something. Well, one thing is to say, is this actually worth a chart? Mm. Uh, maybe I can make my point with a well-crafted phrase here. Mm-hmm. And, and this, was where w- w- this was wonderful at time that I could go back to the writers there and I could do two things with them. I could say, you know what? The wretched old art department here, the art <laughs> director has said he wants a chart on this page. I don't think it's worth it. Right. Um, which thrills the writer, of course, because they've got more space. More space, right. But what would you say? What would yeah. you say about this particular set of numbers? And on the other hand, I hate it when it's all words about numbers and you really wish there was a chart there. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's yeah. an aside. But the other thing that I found with writers was that I'd say to them, well, so what's this, what's this actually like? What what is happening here? Mm-hmm. You know, is this the tail wagging the dog or whatever? Mm-hmm. And and if they said yes, I'd say, well, can we have a, a tail wagging a dog here, or is yeah. that over the top? And then mm-hmm. there'd be a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but the the main thing I want to say actually is it's not always worth having a chart. Yeah. And 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 also, by the way, there's nothing wrong with a very small chart. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I mean, some some things don't have to be very big, especially the example that I gave of this point straight to this point. Forget all the middle bit, you know, two thousand here, two thousand twenty-two, twenty-three here, mm-hmm. straight line. That's right. how much it went up. Yeah, and, and that's maybe, all you need. And that's all you need. Yeah, and 
or maybe it is a big number that mm-hmm. is that says it's x percent growth mm-hmm. and it's right yeah right yeah i was last week i was at the tableau conference yes, and, I know. and big <laughs> numbers big numbers are a big theme yeah. uh in dashboarding and so i was just gonna ask like how how do you how do you feel about just using those big numbers and do you or have you i guess played around with the with how those big numbers look so 2.3 percent you could put that in you know a times new roman black font and it can yes. just kind of sit there or it could be more of what i would call like the nigel holmes approach yeah. which is more of like an illustration with maybe you know a top head on the three or something like that yeah so so how when you design those just those big numbers or those really small charts do you sometimes try to make them a little bit more fun a little bit more joyful uh no often i don't mm-hmm. um i will i will just say for the reader and for the pacing of whatever it's appearing in, that sometimes you can just have something that is really rather simple, mm-hmm. uh, clear, but, right. sim- but, si- but simple. Yeah. And then uh, the next page, you get something that's bigger and more developed. And th- I mean, that comes from my magazine training in England before I came here, where the pacing of the of the pages was such that there weren't rules exactly, but you know, you, you didn't blast every page with a big bleed yeah. off thing. You paste it so that some pages were largely text or some mm. pages had just a little thing in them. And, and, the, and that little thing could, could be a, a, a chart. That concept of pacing is really interesting. Do you think the pacing in that hard copy magazine versus reading something online that the pacing is inherently different? Yes. Yes, it is. And I'm not sure that I've mastered the pacing yeah. of websites. Uh, I work with my son uh, on on websites, on my own, and and he has very very different opinions. Not mm. Well, no, he, he doesn't have very different opinions, but he says, why don't we try this? Because, because you can do this. <laughs> That's a big, uh, <laughs> w- w- wait a minute, um, and, and has led to, I think, a lot of problems in, in uh, information graphics and data visualization mm-hmm. is that new program, not, or not that new now, which will produce you something at the touch of a button almost when you yeah. just load the data in and you say, wow, oh, okay, well, yeah, that, that looks good, but you haven't done that. Yes, that is a bug for me. Mm-hmm. Is is I mean, it enables more people to do it. It's right, the same, it's the same with PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. And for goodness' sake, what's going to happen with AI? You know, I mean, we're just are we out of a job here? Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's actually quite scary. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do. Yep. I mean, I, I, I yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're gonna get off into a tangent and not be able to come back. And, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and the AI will 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 shut us down. Um, <laughs> so the other thing I want to talk about was, yeah. and you've already, I, I think, folks listening to this can already get this sense, but the way you approach your work is very much from an empathetic perspective. Yes. So you approach your work not just with empathy for the topic you're working on but also very clearly for the audience yeah and one of the things that 
many folks talk about is being able to help people see themselves in the data. Yes. And so if you take that empathetic approach, how, how do you think about that when you are creating graphics and you're saying, I want people to see themselves because it's going to be helpful and they're going to yep. embrace it more, but you're doing so in a way that's respectful and, and that they'll embrace very amorphous mm -hmm. question here, but yeah, like, no, how no. do you approach that whole concept of empathy throughout the whole work process? Yeah. It's something that I started to learn at, at time was, um, and, and before that, actually at the radio times in England, um, where I worked for 10 years before going to time, the difficulty is putting people into graphics. Mm -hmm. And my natural default to begin with was white man mm -hmm. doing something, you know, postal costs, white postman mm -hmm. running up a thing, holding a letter. Uh, and the longer I was there, the more my friendly readers started to say, wait a minute, uh, you know, mm. there, are other, there are other people. Right. And, and I would say stupidly, now I realize at the time, well, well this is just a graphic. This is just showing a, uh, that a human is involved. Right. And of course, that's a, a wrong approach. I mean, it became difficult when I would use the Otto Neurath approach of little figures lined up and if they were black people began to say just as i was leaving time which is early 90s are these black people mm -hmm. and i would say no right i mean there's representations of, it's of representations of people right and and it's actually very difficult i mean mm -hmm. a, a, a kind of silly answer is never to use black people or white people but use blue people because right, there are right. many blue people yeah. and of course right. i like blue so <laughs> right. you know pe people would say oh well he's using blue people because he likes blue people you know right but, right and and then is it a man or a woman mm -hmm. and i've been in discussions about the signs that you put on toilets you know mm -hmm. and some men wear a thing that looks like a skirt and mm -hmm. in scotland they do all the time sure. and 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 some women wear pants so right. is it right to show that is that old-fashioned or mm -hmm. what is that i mean i am i think about this a lot yeah in in terms of symbols and so in order to be able to see uh, yourself in it I don't think I've actually found the right way to do it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I go to the gym in the morning. I walk on a treadmill, treadmill, mm -hmm. and I, and I watch CNN or something like that. And there are lots of ads. This is at six o'clock in the morning. Every ad has a black person, a Hispanic person, a woman, and a man. Mm -hmm. Whether whatever it is about. Right. Whether it is about shopping or jewelry or cleaning or gardening, what and they are trying to bend over backwards to be inclusive. And mm -hmm. I don't think that is inclusive. I mm. in a in a funny way, every person in that gym watching those shows is happens actually to be a white person. Mm -hmm. Now, is that an argument that they need to be educated? Mm -hmm. I, it's a, it's a huge, this is a huge question. Yeah. And very, and very difficult because how and do you represent yeah. the entire 
experience and intersectionality of right. human beings. Right. So again, comes down to those two things. It comes down to the subject matter mm-hmm. and the audience, who you think your audience is. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, I'm literally at a loss for words here. I, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, 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 I do not know h- how to... No, I, I agree with you. And, and, yeah. and, you know, we can talk about certain categories of race. Yes. Um, and the categories of race that we tend to talk about tend to be very limited anyways. Yep. Yes. Um, gender, we tend to talk yep. about man and woman, but yep. we know that that's limiting. Yes. So how do you, in an information visualization world, yes. where we are trying to, in many ways, summarize experiences yes. and summarize data... How do we represent that diversity? Right. Which is, which I mean, right. yeah, it, it's yeah. I don't, I don't think <laughs> there's an answer. Yeah, um, it's something clearly that that folks are are thinking about. You've been thinking about. So, if you were to go back now to time, yes. to those early graphics, yes, would you? Uh, oh, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this this scenario because I'm gonna limit the scenario because otherwise okay. we'll we'll never stop talking about this because right. I don't. Yeah. So we're going to give you the option to go back and review all of your graphics. Yes. You're not going to be able to fundamentally change the graphic itself. Right. The representation of the people. Right. Would you move away from the icon of a person altogether? Would you, you mentioned that you sort of early on were just using white men. Would you sort of mix different genders and, and, and skin colors? What would, what do you think your approach would be in that scenario? I would try to find a way around it so that I could show a person that was representative of the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, let's let's think. Um, I remember doing a thing about <clears throat> the army, the different divisions of the army, and mm-hmm. I drew a person for each thing and there were women in it but mm-hmm. the, the, I don't think there were any bl- any black people um I think it's a terrific question yeah and, and I don't think there's a I don't I don't even know if there's an answer to it yeah um, I, I I certainly wouldn't abandon the idea of getting people interested by not using any imagery right but okay because that is one answer is is just to sure, say to so just go to abstract shapes yeah right 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 um and uh, and i fear that some data visualization is just that actually mm-hmm. and they it's not that they're avoiding using imagery it's just that they don't think it's appropriate or won't help right um but it is a bit of a cop out uh I, I mean you know i I like pictures. People like right. pictures. Right. People, people like pictures. Right. And, when right. You, and, and if the goal is to help people see themselves in the data, yeah, I don't know if people see themselves as a as a triangle, right, right. or or as right. a circle, right? Right. Um, right. Maybe as a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Depends on what you had for lunch. Yeah. I, it could be good right. Circle, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which bit um, of the body is this? Okay. Right? So those are so those are big topics. Let's pull back. Um, okay. Because and I love that we're talking about it. But um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the construction of the book, the physical ah. construction of the book. Because yeah. 
like Jen Christensen book, who was on a few weeks ago to the show. Yep. She designed her own book. This book uh, you designed, it feels it, just the feel of the book is, is very different. And I'm going to give folks a little bit of a, I mean, it's only an Easter egg if you don't have the book, but there is starting on page. I mean, this is just, this is like one of my favorite parts on page. I think it's 99. I'm flipping in here okay. on page 99 you have this discussion about um, Olympic uh, icons. Right. At the very bottom of the page, there's this little blue figure yep. that looks like it's running. And then you say, you write in like smaller text at the bottom in blue, you yep. say, I think I'll go for a run myself. Mustn't forget to exercise. And then if you flip the pages quickly right. for the next like 70 pages, there's a little there's a little yeah. running Nigel Holmes, yeah. although I don't think there are glasses on the no, on the figure. No, but no. <laughs> um and then at the very end, the very end, where is it? At the very end, like 80 pages later, <laughs> the figure is lying on the ground and you write, okay, that's enough. So that's <laughs> that's the little Easter egg for folks who don't have the book. Yeah. Yeah. Those those 80 pages, those little little figurines. So yeah. Let, let's start at the beginning because okay. a lot of, uh, of books in this particular publish, as, mm -hmm. as, as I know, you could have just sent your Word document over yep. and said, go ahead, lay it out and let yep. me take a look and then they would publish it. But you you yep. took a different path. So what was that decision like and, and how did that all work out? Well, I've written a, a, quite a number of books right. and um, some of them were designed by the publisher, the early ones. Uh, <clears throat> with collaboration, of course. And then there was a couple that I did for Lonely Planet and one for Tashin, which were completely designed by myself. And they were more like big magazines in a way. They were just one spread and then another spread and right. nothing linked on uh, more than that. Um, so this one, I thought, I'll, I'll actually just write the book and send it to them. They offered right. to design it. Right. And so I, I started to write that. And then they came back and they said, well, we've got the text. We like it. But we need to know where the pictures are actually going to go that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And just stick them into the Word document. And first of all, I had trouble actually importing things <laughs> yeah, into, yeah. into Word and getting yeah. them. And, and I just thought, wait a minute. This is not going to work at all because I, I'm now going to have to write a complete kind of how to design it book yeah. with this has got to be bigger than this one. This one links to this one. Th this is a series of three little ones, even mm -hmm. though I'm sending them JPEGs that are all, you know, this side. Yeah. And so Alberto actually said, you know, the way I do it is to write and design all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I was ahead of him because I'd written a lot of it, but I thought, okay, how do you do that? <laughs> it's in InDesign, yeah. and I had no idea how to use InDesign. I told the publisher, who was expecting the book in about a month, when I told him this, <laughs> right, uh, Elliot at, at uh, CRC Press, and uh, I said, "So I'm, I'm going to teach myself InDesign, but I need longer mm -hmm. to do this." And he didn't seem to bat an eyelid. He just said, "Oh, sure, take take right. longer." You know, well, so, I mean, you're you're doing all the work that they were going to have to do. Yes, right. So exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes, yes. It crossed my mind that I should have asked for more money to be, <laughs> to begin with. As you know, John, there is absolutely no, no money in no books money. at all. 
but unless you're no. Alberto, I think Alberto right. actually does make money. Yeah. But, but anyway, anyway uh, so I started with InDesign and I realized I loved it. Mm. And it did all sorts of things. No, it didn't. I made it do things. Right. This is key. Yeah. It's key. I used none of the templates they gave me. Nothing. Not, I, I said, this is what I want it to do mm-hmm. and struggled a bit. And, but uh, there are one or two things that I would change. And there are some little kind of style things that I should have ironed out a bit more. But by and large, that enabled me to make the book much more friendly because yeah. I could put the pictures where I wanted them. They could be the size. I could refer to them. If it happened to be on the next page, I could say, turn the page or something, right. you know, something like that. Yeah. But I, I think, as you had mentioned to me earlier, they're a textbook publisher. They wanted figures, yeah. numbers. Yes. And I hated that idea. Yeah. And right at the beginning, I had said, you know, I know you're a textbook publisher, but I'm not going to write you a textbook. Um, so uh, do you still want me to do it? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and they, they said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think which was just Alberto pushing them to say, yes, it's, yeah. it's worth doing. But I didn't want that. And <clears throat> so in the end... Yeah, every every page, and um, and so I was able to put that little re- running person in, which I'm mm-hmm. sure I wouldn't have been able to before, right? And control, and actually, there's a there's a chapter in the middle with a blank page, and I not a blank page, a blue page. Mm-hmm. He's not on the blue page, I see. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, and so and I did the cover, and and but they, I- they, they were very good, you know. They were they were. terrific people to work with once once the rules were right but i would guess that a lot of people listening to this are surprised that you didn't know indesign oh i don't know anything (laughs) oh no 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 i I, i'm not going to confess everything john here in front of your public right i know i'm i am i am a computer illiterate i am i i could not work without it Right, right, right. And I could not be an independent person without it. It's my typesetter. It's my courier. It's mm-hmm. all of which I needed before. Right. When but I, you do I, the illustrations yes. outside, uh, like analog world. Uh, well, no. I, do, I use freehand. I well, use okay, a program right. called, called freehand right. for the illustrations. But no, I, I start analog. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Drawing. Drawing is very important. Sketching. Right and, and drawing and then scanning that mm-hmm. and then bringing it into this old program called freehand, which anybody who is under, well, I don't know how, what age, just <laughs> or over what age, or no, yeah. under what age, will not even have heard of. Um, <laughs> it was bought by Adobe in, I don't know, 20 years ago, I think mm-hmm. 20 years ago, and they killed it because mm. it's a better program. Right. And it's much more intuitive. And I just stuck with it. And I have to use a completely different computer because (laughs) it won't run on Mac and anything that's 10 or up or whatever. I think I'm 12 now. And uh, so I have a completely different setup over there. Oh, interesting. And I have a chair on wheels and I go like this and I work over here. <laughs> and then I come back with my little zip drive. Right. And, and, so you plug that in. Yeah. I, I plug that in and, and there it is for me wow. to put into the book. Yeah. So, but uh, by the way, 
I find that very useful. The fact that you can do something really quickly isn't necessarily good. Mm-hmm. I like being able to take my time over here and then physically, literally, physically put it on a different piece of medium, of a thumb drive, right. stick it into this computer, and that little kind of breathing space makes me see the thing new again. Mm. Um, and if I was able just to very quickly, if I was using Illustrator, which I, of course, could do on this system, I think I would miss things. I yeah. think I would – I like the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you lose the pause. Pain. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's a great book. I, you know, a lot of the data of his books that come my way, I kind of scan or, you know, maybe don't even read. And this one, I, I sat down and read cover to cover. There's one in here about how aspirin works. There's one in here about um, why you, I remember this one from years yes. ago, you presented yeah. the one on why you love cheese. I saw yes. you present that one. Yeah. So there's just an amazing amount of detail in here. And uh, I hope folks will get it. It's a great book. Really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, so thank Nigel, you, thanks so much for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I enjoyed talking to you again. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Nigel. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. Bye. And thanks, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode of the show and the entire season of the Policy of This podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on the show, talked about a lot of fantastic work going on around the world in data, data visualization, presentation skills, AI, and just so much more. I'm going to take a couple months off from publishing episodes of the show, so I hope that will give you a chance to catch up. And I hope you'll also take some time over the summer to rest and relax and recharge. So until next time, which will be September, until next time, this has been the Policy of His podcast. Thanks so much for listening. A number of people help bring you the Policy of His podcast. Music is provided by the NRIs. Audio editing is provided by Ken Skaggs. Design and promotion is created with assistance from Sharon Satsuki Ramirez. And each episode is transcribed by Jenny Transcription Services. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Policy Viz podcast is ad-free and supported by listeners. If you'd like to help support the show financially, please visit our PayPal page or our Patreon page at patreon.com slash policyviz.